Hello and welcome to another episode of No Muse Thank You. Of love, love, love. <laughs> I was trying to get you there. <laughs> I'm your host, Marcus, and I have with me the best part of my day, <laughs> my wife and co-host, Kisa. How are you doing, love? I am doing well. We had enough laundry this week to last a lifetime, and it took us what, three days to get through it all, to fold it all? It was all clean. It was just, again, weeks worth of laundry. I just don't know how to keep up with laundry, but we did it. We survived the mounds of laundry, but it was a really good weekend. How are you doing? Better. I survived the the, uh, the second shot. You were better. Like I don't that. have my, my powers yet, but uh, <laughs> maybe with the third booster shot. <laughs> maybe you'll get them then. Maybe I'll get it then. <laughs> oh my goodness, you're silly. So today we're talking about one of the most controversial lines in any good marriage vow, for better or for worse. Mm. But not like you think. Not at all. So last week we asked a question for the Hughes of Love Facebook group, what is the best and worst advice you got about marriage? So we're going to share advice given to us, as well as share the comments given by our Hughes of Love community. So you tell me, babe. What was the best advice that you received regarding marriage? All right. So the best advice that I received is to always put you first. Um, And that was just, you know, society tells us that children should always be your number one priority. And I was told to make sure that you were my number one priority. Like the way that it should fall is God, then you, and then the kids. And I remember I was like, what? Like, that's just definitely different than what I've heard. But especially now being married, I completely understand it because at some point in time, our babies will go off and they will have their own lives and their own marriages and you and I will still be married. And so basically I was being told to steward what I have well and to make sure that our relationship was top priority because our relationship has to last beyond even our children being with us. Yeah. I mean, aside from that. Our our vows are to one another, not our Correct. children. Right. And, and if at we're the not end good. of the day, like, you know, once they move out, you could end up complete strangers because right. you've invested more energy and more attention into the children and their activities and helping them to grow up um, you know, well rounded or whatever. But I think a lot of that really just comes by showing them the blueprint of what a good marriage looks like. Right. Right. Yeah. So that was my best advice that I was given. What was the best advice that you were given? Um, I think the best advice that I was given is also one that has been one of the greatest challenges. Okay. And it's that if offense is to be had, it stops with me. Oh. Um, that has and to be tough. It is. I mean, in a lot of cases, you can end up feeling like you get the short end of the stick. You could end, or you could uh, feel like you're a punching bag. But I think that if we, I mean, what is said is true about that. I mean, I, I do believe that. I don't think that you should just take anything, but in terms of offense, in terms of something that could carry over day after day, something that could be a seed that, you know, 
really grows into a chasm um, and a canyon that, you know, can't really be repaired yeah. um, outside of Christ doing something, you know, miraculous. Right. Um, I think that um, even if you look at, at, at Christ being the husband and, and the body being the, the, the bride, how many times we fail and how many times we upset and how many times we offend him and yet he still, he loves, still us. loves us. Yeah. And so I take that and Well, thank you, my love. I I try. I don't I don't get it right every time. But I, I definitely <laughs> you do a very try. good job. Well, thank yeah. you very much. I, I definitely try to um make that my motto. Um, right. in terms of, you know, whenever we are engaged in um Intense fellowship. Intense fellowship. <laughs> and, you know, it, it it really does. It does a couple of things, honestly. It really works on your humility because there, we both have perspectives. And I think I'm right. You think you're right. Right. But somewhere in there is, is you know, not even compromise. It's consensus. Like most times consensus is, is possible. Right. Um, we don't have to lose anything neither one of us has to lose anything really right if i love you then i'm going to put you before myself if you love me you're going to put yourself or me before yourself right and um if you take it even from that perspective it's not loss it's life i give you life by dying to something that may or may not even really been huge to me right um and so I think for me, that was, you know, responding to, you know, what you were saying, that that's, that that's yeah, that, I think that was the biggest thing. And I think that's something that I'll, I'll probably wrestle with for the rest of my life, <laughs> just because, you know, we change, we right. constantly change and grow. And something that I knew of you at the beginning of our marriage is not true now and won't be true now as it will be seven years from now right. or 21 years from then or, you know, so right. I think that it's just one of those things that um, comes with being human and, you know, the whole process of perfecting, which I think is a beautiful part of marriage. Right. Um, just going through whatever, because even though you might go through something and it doesn't feel good, it hurts, it's uncomfortable. When we go through it together and we fight together and not, you know, fight each other, we, we come out on the other side better. Right. So what is the worst advice <laughs> that was given to you? Um, the worst advice that was given to me is that I should just go ahead and divorce you when we were going through a major... Mm. And I don't even want to necessarily say, because it wasn't even, mm, I guess it was between the two of us, but there was some outside influence mm -hmm. um, that was causing a rift between the two of us. And so, yeah, the advice was that I shouldn't even deal with it. it I'd just be better off divorcing you. And thank goodness I had already, you know, had it in my mind that divorce was never going to be on the table. And you and I had talked about that, that right. that was never going to be something that we were even going to look at or even, entertain. you know, put down right. or entertain. And so I was able to take that advice with a grain of 
what is it? A grain salt. of salt yep. and just kind of, okay, yep. Thanks for that. <laughs> just kind of move on. But I think if I wasn't a vulnerable, well, I wasn't a vulnerable state, but if I didn't have that mindset that that was not something that we were going to do, it could have very much, um, what am I trying to say? Been the end. Yeah. Been the end. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm happy I didn't take that advice. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wouldn't recommend telling anybody else that that should be unless no. it's like maybe an abusive situation or something like that. And um, I think in that case, then it would be OK to be like, get out of there. Mm -hmm. But I think if a couple is just going through something, um, yeah, you help them go through it. And if you can't help them, then point them in the direction of somebody that can. But right. to tell them to get divorced is not should never be advice you give unless it's a situation I would be. Like absolutely terrified to give somebody that type of advice. Yeah. Let no man put us under. Because like, now you just like, did it. I yeah, just, you are I, that man. <laughs> I, I couldn't, like, if it says don't, you know, be something that is a wedge or something that causes, what's the consequence? To that? Right. I, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> just don't give that advice to yeah. other people. <laughs> I mean, and certainly, like you said, there are times when it's it's not only appropriate, but necessary. potentially necessary. Right. But, you know, in regard to what we were dealing with, that was not the case. Not at all. Yeah. Um, but, you know. It is what it is. Yeah. What's the worst advice you were given? Were you given bad advice? I. I Everybody loved me. Yeah. No, I, I really. <laughs> I wasn't. Okay, so no, I was not given. No, I wasn't given bad advice. Because everybody no. loved. I was me. trying to find a way to give an example of something, but <laughs> I really, nothing. I didn't, I didn't have, I don't have anything. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome that yeah. you you were not given bad advice at all. But yeah, let's dive right in because I remember reading these and I was just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Some people's yeah. worst advice was like, oh my God. Yeah, so we're going to share the um, the answers that our Facebook, I mean, our, our, our Hughes of Love tribe community right, on the shared Facebook with us. Page shared they're, with us. They're, they're, uh, they're best and worst. Yes. And we have asked in advance, so we will use people's first names and everybody was cool with it. So we will start with Tiffany. And her best advice was to wake up every morning and ask your spouse, what can I do to help make your day go easier? That is, that is awesome. great advice. I'm yes, going to actually take that advice Yeah. because that is so good. First of all, that really puts your day into perspective because if I ask you, how can I make your day easier? I'm being intentional from the time I wake up. Right on what I'm going to do to help you succeed for that day. Right. And I think that saying something like that, deserve, it, it, it it demands a response right. that, that equals that. Right. Because you care enough about me and you love me enough to ask that, I want to know what I can do um, to make your day right. go easier as well. And right. I mean, it really starts everybody in... And in abundance, right. you know, not even just uh, on a positive, like overflowing, because now I, not only are you on my mind, but I want to do some go. I want to do something that's over and beyond, you know, just to help you succeed. Right. Yeah, that's excellent advice. 
Um, that's advice that I, yeah, we'll definitely take that one into account and start doing that. Her worst advice was my worst advice. Was that my worst advice? No, her worst advice was the opposite of my best advice that your children come before your husband. See, just like that, that's what I was told not to do. And she was told to do that. And I, I find that very interesting because I think that that is something that society really puts out, especially towards women, is as mothers, we're supposed to, like, we're a bad mom if we don't put our children before our husband, which is counterproductive and not at all in the way that God intends things to flow. Right. But I think that when you put things into perspective, um, it makes sense to say I put my husband first or I put my children. Okay, so if your child needs something, that's a priority. Right. As as a husband, I know that that's a priority. There is a need that needs to be met right. in that moment. But like my wife comes before everybody else. Right. Including the children. Why? Because they need to know that there's an order to things in which, you know, even, even God, you know, he lays that out. But... Right. Um, when they see that, they see that there's unity, they see that there's structure, they see that it's love, honestly. Right. And and when they respect because I'm I'm thinking like what in what respect, in in what context would your children ever need to come before your like I don't know I don't even understand. Oh, people do it. They do it all the time, like when they okay, friends and we'll just give and a quick I, example. I get it, but I'm saying on. thinking rational like how does that even make sense? I think is what I'm... Is, well, that's what I'm saying. I think it's because society tells people that that's the way that it's supposed to be, that it's so ingrained that they feel guilty, that they feel like they're doing something wrong, especially... And I'm not speaking for every mom in the world, but right. I'm just saying as a mother, I know that was something that I wrestled with because it was just like, no, this is my duty right. to put my children first. This is what I've been told to do. And if I don't do that, that I'm being a bad mom and it's, I'm not being a bad mom... I'm showing my children the love that I have for my husband. So if that means that, like, you know, you and I, if you and I are having a conversation and unless it's an emergency, I'm like, you got to wait a moment. I'm mm-hmm. talking to daddy and it's mm-hmm. important that I take the time to listen to what daddy has to say, right. where there's other people who will completely ignore their husband because their kids are talking right. or sorry, we can't go out on a date tonight because the, the child wants X, Y. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. like that's not going to be the case. Um, but again, like I said, I think it's a lot because society has shown people that that's how they believe things are supposed to go. And so when you go against that, um, they see it as bad. Yeah. So. All right. So the next person, Lauren says she actually has it as the best and the worst advice. And I understand it. I I understand what she's saying. It says sometimes it's okay to go to bed with things unresolved. And I, I agree with, with certain distinctions. Um, we know that we shouldn't go to bed on our anger. And I, I right. agree with that. But there are times when you're not going to be able to resolve a situation. Right. Now, like sometimes is, that can cause more anger by oh, trying to fix something that's oh, not yeah. ready then, to then, be fixed. Then you haven't gone to sleep and you're just <laughs> both still mad. Now I'm just now, mad and I'm up all night. If you're both working in the capacity of resolving we want to resolve something and so we're going to stay up and do that good so yes i would i would say that 
you should not go to bed if at all possible it is you know within both of your uh, you know your ability to resolve it resolve it stay up take the time listen to one another and resolve it right now if you are unable to you know resolve the matter what i would say is you know Have it, phrase it in a way that I I hear what you're saying. I love you. I'm not here to fight. Like Chris Green said in in in, in our, what was that, the 11th I don't know episode. why you keep trying to I, throw out the numbers. Because like, I remember. I'm proud so, of you for anyway. that, but I don't know. One <laughs> anyway, of those back episodes. <laughs> I don't want to win this fight. Right. Right now, you know, energy is high. We're not, we're, we're maybe yelling. Um, we don't see eye to eye. I think that it's important that we continue this conversation later. You find a way to, you know, to, to part, to break conversation um, amicably and in a way that, hey, we're not done we're not going to resolve this conversation now, but we're going to finish it at another day. Right. And then you wake up fresh. You wake up, you know, new. And it might not happen the next day, but but you pick a day. Right. But make sure you we'll, get back we'll to it. We'll circle back to it. Right. I think one of the things with that, though, is that you have to make sure that you get back to it. Don't allow like, oh, the next day I feel better and let me just pretend like it didn't happen. Because it will come back up if you don't, and it might come back up worse. So I would always suggest that if you, like, because we do that. There are times where, you know, I can't, we're, we're done, cut for the night. Yeah. But you have to make sure that you go back to it to solve whatever it is that's going on. Right. So the next one is Christina. This was this was a good one. Um, both of hers were really good. Um, the best is love isn't all feelings. Um, it's a choice you make every day to honor your commitment. Right. That was something that was told to me um, very early on. You know, we talk about that all the time, that my grandmother had told me that there would be, I would love you every single day, but there would be days where I didn't like you. Mm-hmm. And it was in the days that I didn't like you that I had to choose to remember that I loved you and walk in that love. And I remember, I was like, what do you mean by yeah. that? When love isn't um, easy. Exactly. And it's like, you know, again, like we said before, I'm not divorcing you. But I'm not all mushy, gushy, head over heels because right now you and I are, are, you know, disagree or whatever the case may be. But it all goes back to what we say all the time, too. You have to choose love every single time. You have to choose, you know, whatever the case may be in the hardships. But, yeah, that was one that I was actually told, too. And I think a lot of people need to hear because I think a lot of times people even divorce because they're not, quote unquote, in love anymore. Um but they don't realize that love is not always this happy-go-lucky feeling. Right. You Oh, I thought you wanted to say something about it, too. No. All no. right. So her worst one is old wounds heal over time. And this is the worst advice, I believe, because... You know, I've been through that situation and I've been through things where people are like, just let it go. You know, you'll get past it. You know, as you get older, things will, you'll, you'll forget. And that's not the case. And so I think even on this one, I commented that when you don't deal with old wounds, they become generational curses. Right. And so. Right. Wow. Yeah. 
like that. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, but yeah. So I think that that is definitely something that people need to stop saying and give people the permission back and the ability back to deal with those wounds so they don't carry them through. Well, and again, you know me, you know how my mind works. I don't think that that statement is completely incorrect. I think that some things take time to heal, but it's, it's if you, if you allow, if, if you rely on time apart from something to heal, you still have to deal with it. You, it still requires work. Right. Like if you were hurt badly, you can say that you forgive a person, but it might take days, weeks, right. months, even years to fully forgive that person. But it takes intention. It takes energy. It takes intentionality right. to get over that thing. It takes prayer. It takes, you know, confronting your thoughts and it your might feelings. might take counseling and therapy. And, like and all of that. Yeah. All of that. But I don't, so I agree. It's again, you know me. So I agree, <laughs> but trying I, to give it with, 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 no, 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 no. It's not even that. It's, I think it's just more so for clarity's sake. Oh. Um, I, I, I agree. Um, old wounds heal over time. But you when you put in the old work, yeah. old will, old wounds do not heal over time. If you don't put in the work, right. if you don't deal with it or address whatever is going on. Right. All right. So. Our next, um, we got to figure out a name for 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 our community. How we how we'll uh, address them. Oh, we'll figure that out later. Anyway, <laughs> Trev says that his best advice was continue to date your spouse. And wow, I can't agree more. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this really addresses quite a few of the things that we talked about. Right. Um, well, first of all, if you, if if you started dating your spouse. You shouldn't stop just because you got married. Right. But then also it addresses that 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 choice to love, that um that thing that said because you know, you can say, Okay, well I got you now. So <laughs> I know. But but it could be very easy just to even like right. sit on your couch and do nothing and watch T V and all that stuff, but you have to be intentional with your relationship. And you want to continue to learn them. Right. And when you designate time to really get to spend with them and show them how you feel and hear their perspectives and hear their hearts right. and hear their thoughts. Um, You're studying that. That's how you study them yep. to get your PhD in your, in your spouse. Exactly. Um, did you have anything that you wanted to? No, I okay. think that's a great yeah. one. I think everybody needs to follow that one. Now his worst advice sounds Nuts! That is so I'm crazy. Not, to you've me. never heard this. Before. I'm not. I, I've heard of it happening. Oh, I've, nobody's I've heard ever it. told me that I should have this. But he said I've heard that it. the worst advice was to keep a secret bank account. I think that's hilarious. I actually. I don't even understand how that can happen. Well, no, you know what? I can't. It's very easy for somebody to keep a secret bank account. The only reason why I say that is because our all of our money is like there's there's full transparency. Well, that's so, because we started off though with others telling us to make sure that we had full transparency like we were given that great advice and, to and that's make the sure that's the reason why i yeah. think at least a lot of people aren't though it sounded 
it sounded goofy to me. Yeah, because <laughs> like, we've never experienced I, that. I didn't even, in my mind, I couldn't even think how you could hide money. Yeah. If you know what money I have right. and vice versa, how do you how do you sneak that pass? But there's but a lot of people I, who don't. A lot of people do people, not merge their money. Well, yeah, because some people keep their own accounts and some yeah. some are responsible I've heard of people for splitting their bills. bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I yeah, but th- that is so unwise. That is so unwise. Right, because I mean, first of all, we're married. There it's are not, zero yeah. secrets. If Everything you're one, you're is one. right. And then two, if your situation changes. You can cause a lot of riff in your marriage, like for us. Especially if I find out or you find out. Right. I wasn't even thinking about that. I'm just thinking in terms of like, well, yeah, that's a bad one too. But I was thinking in terms of like, uh, well, if I find out or you find out, it's also one foot in the door, one foot out because you're planning for something negative to happen, which is why you're you're hiding your money. If you have a secret account. Go ahead and get rid of that thing. Go ahead and cancel (laughs) that thing. Turn it into an investment account. Right. Tell tell your spouse that you have right. an investment account Confess now. Confess that thing and move on. I would even I say would come also, clean, yeah. to be honest. But, you know, if if, if, if you're not there, if turn you're not bold enough, else, turn yeah. it into something else and, and then have full transparency. Right. Well, because even us, like, you know, a lot of people, they do end up splitting because of money, because of finances. That is, yeah. like, the number one thing in marriage. Yeah. But, like, with us, when your money is your money, and I'm talking in, like, his and her money... Um, when situations change, it doesn't change the way that you think about your money. Yeah. So for instance, like we, when we walked into our marriage, we both had full-time incomes. Mm-hmm. We were both, you know, working and we both were bringing in an income. Then we had a baby and situation changed and we went to one income, but it never affected our marriage because our money was always our money so i never felt like and even to this day being a stay-at-home mom that like oh it's marcus's money and blah blah and even our kids like they they don't it's not daddy's money it's not mommy's money it's you know it's our money and mm-hmm. we spend our money and we budget our money and stuff so yeah i i just think that's a bad one um Okay, this one's from Krista, and her... She has three bests. I know, that's awesome. Yeah. Her first one is, put God at the center of your marriage. Well, amen to that. Yep. I mean... <laughs> with, it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, I without that one, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know how people do it without. I mean, I, I see it. I see people do it. Yeah, I, I just, just don't, don't know, know how. how yeah, yeah, I don't know either. Um, her number two is when disagreeing, arguing, or facing issues, pray that God will soften your heart and fix you instead of the other person. And she says, I know hard to do, even when you feel like you have been hurt or wronged, but man, it does wonders, which is so true. Yeah. And I just remember, um, you know, I think when we first got married and we were like going through some things and I'm just like, God fix him. Like, I know that I'm doing everything that I can. This man don't see this. And I need you to. And God was like, wait a second. Wait a second. Don't worry about him. Before I talk to him, I'm, I'm going to sit here and work on you. And I was like, that is not what I asked for. I didn't ask mm. you to come after me. Yeah. But I think that oftentimes we do want to like sick God on our spouse. <laughs> yeah. And that's not the way that works. Because every time you try that, God will show you yourself more times than not so i think what's the book the power of the praying wife um is that what it is yeah the power of the praying wife sure um (laughs) no i know now i'm thinking i'm saying it wrong. i know it's by stormy 
Stormy Dan- I don't even I, I could be butchering this right now, but um It's not by who you just said. It's not? I'm pretty sure it is. Okay, well as you're talking, I'm gonna look because <laughs> Who's it by? I don't know, but it was not who you just said. Yeah, huh? I'm pretty sure her first name is Stormy. Okay. Stormy might be the first Did name. Did I say Daniel? Yes. Who's Stormy Daniel? I don't even know who that is. <laughs> oh, get up. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, All right, man. we're definitely gonna like X that whole section out. Oh, it is story. The power of the praying rape. I was right, and her name is Story. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Anyway, long story short, um, she talks about how um, when she was going, you can't even like stop laughing. Oh my gosh! Hold on. So anyway, she talks about how you know she and her husband were going through some things, and when she decided to start praying for him. She was really praying, like, for God to change him. Mm-hmm. And what she found is that God had to change her. And right. through her change, it changed her husband. Um, and so while God was working on her, he was also working on her husband. Mm-hmm. But what she didn't, you know what I mean? But instead instead of it going, like, God work on him and I'm cool over here, God was like, nah, I need to, I need to get with you, too. Um, and it was, like I said, when she finally got to a point where she was just like, okay, God, like this is, you know, I'm trusting fully in you. And this is where I am. She started to see the miracles happen in her husband because she submitted to God. Yeah. And so I think that what she said is absolutely true. Right. That allow God to soften your heart. So anyway, number three, cause Marcus just got the greatest laugh and I still don't know what I said, but it's YouTube against the world. See, everybody, everybody needs to suffice. If your spouse and you are disagreeing, it's not you two against each other. It's you two against the problem. Kids acting up or disagreeing on how to handle certain situations involving your kids. It's not your opinions against theirs. Removing yourself from the situation and focusing on solving the problem. Well said. Winning for the team instead of trying to be right. Right. None of it matters as long as the team wins you two against everyone else. And that's so true. We already said that. So, yeah, definitely. That was, I think, great. When you have that perspective, it's hard to focus your energies against your partner. And, I mean, it's it's really self-sabotaging when you do. Right. Um, and when one loses, you both lose. Because if you really take into account that idea that, you know, two become one, you forget the two. It's just one. Right, right. So if one can't lose and I win... You either both win or you both lose. And it's really just as as simple as that. Because honestly, if I love you, even if you're wrong, I don't want you to feel wrong. I want you to fix it. Right. I don't want you to feel wrong. I don't want you to feel badly. Right. I think that comes with wronging the person that you love. Right. That's something that happens naturally. But I don't want to make you feel. Right. I don't want to. Like, that should be something that happens organically. I don't want to make you feel bad about whatever you did. I want you to know how, like what you did, how it made me feel. But that's just so that you know that what you did hurt my feelings right? and that there's a response to that. That response is that I should, I should fix it because I love you because you love me. I should fix that thing. Right. So, right. All I right. mean, that leads us really into the next one. So Ariel says when disagreeing attack the problem not the person. You love the person, 
It is the problem that causes issues. Use this approach to have conversations instead of arguments. And really, we just we just had that. All we of just, that. We just yeah, said that's that. so and great. It's, I mean, it, it's crazy. That I, I think that they probably said that back to back. Yeah. But it that was so perfectly in line with, you know, that that com- that common thread. It, it it was perfectly said back to back. Right. Um, absolutely. I mean, when you are when you're one, when I, I I tend to think of things in terms of like so for whatever reason, when I think of my my faith, my walk of faith. I see myself as a soldier. I, I see anyone who is in the body of Christ as a soldier. Right. And so we are soldiers. And if I'm attacking you and you're attacking me, we're both dead. Right. right? <laughs> that, that's we it. We end eliminated each other. But if we attack whatever is opposing us, right. even if you feel like it's coming from me, then whatever is in me that is making you uncomfortable, making you feel away. We address that, but we're working toward that thing. And, you know, I, I it's to me, it, it really just makes sense. It makes sense. Right. It doesn't make sense any other way than right. that, than you two working against whatever that problem is. And the worst advice that she was given is that all you need is your spouse. Lies. This creates unhealthy dependency. Well-rounded spouses make the lasting make for lasting partnerships. And I totally agree. I agree with this too. Yeah. Um, it's that idea that, that I think people take it a little too far when they say uh, us against the world. Well, um, no, no. It, I think that it's just that like your spouse is your every, world. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Is okay, okay, some okay. people, when some people hear that, they think, okay, it's just supposed to be my spouse and you. I'm going to block out everything right. else. But as much as now my spouse is my number one, but I definitely believe that you do need solid friendships around because I, I don't know. I mean, even for me, I know there's times where I need to talk to like my best friend. I need to, you know, because there's times where I might be upset with you and I need to go to her like, you help me out with this because I feel some type of way. I need to run this past because... I need somebody to be like, girl, you're tripping. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> you know what uh-huh. I mean? Or like, even just to um, go through life, like you're not a mom, right? So like, you're not going to step into that role or help me in every way fulfill that. But I can surround myself with other women who I can be like, oh my goodness. Like when I was pregnant, this is so tough. And they understand what I'm saying because they've, they're either going through it at the time, they've been through it. So there's just certain things that I just feel like you need to have a solid friend for. Right. Well, you know. Not to say that you can't understand, but. To take it in a slightly different direction, I think like that idea means, that, well, there's a notion that says that, you know, people people will say things like you complete me. Mm. No, you're whole. You've, you've always been whole. You had a life before your partner. Right. You weren't broken up. They, they might complete a part of your life. Right. But you're whole. But if you have that perspective and your, your, your spouse does make you whole, like maybe you were broken and. Oh, like the dependency that you're. Right. Because the thing is like. I was trying to see what you were going to get If, 
God forbid, passes away, then what are you left with? How many times has like, and I mean, this isn't, this isn't necessarily apples to apples, but how many times have you heard of like one person doing everything for the spouse? And like, let's just say they were in charge of the finances. They were in charge of all of the cleaning and this and that and blah, 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 blah. They pass away and the other person doesn't, they've been crippled because they dependent, they depended solely on, you know, their spouse yeah. to do everything. And now they can't function. Right. They end up losing the house because they didn't pay the bill. They didn't even know how to pay the bills. They didn't know where stuff was. Yeah. You know, that's, that's one thing. But I think also just in general, man, like you had a life before that. And yeah. even though things change, you still. I would hope that you're able to maintain this some relationships that we're well, as long as I was gonna say, I, I'm happy that you said that because we're not just maintaining any relationships right. just for the sake of them. Like they have to be healthy and beneficial to our marriage. You know the things that that you are passionate right. about that you continue to do those things. And let's be honest, we don't like the same things yeah. sometimes. Like and that's okay. You're that not, we, we're not supposed that to. That we're not the same person. Yeah. There are things that we both like, but there are things that I do that you don't like and well, vice versa. Yeah. It would be unfair for you to tell me just because you don't like it for me to stop it. And right. that wouldn't be your, you know, that's not how you would feel. Right. That's So, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So Alfred, his best advice was don't take on family problems. Yeah, that's that's. That's one that I think is is it takes a it takes a lot. Um it takes a lot to really address that correctly. Yeah, well I also think too that goes back to that idea of old wounds heal over time mm -hmm. because if you walk into a marriage, well I <laughs> I just think it's really good advice because there's a lot of things that we learn that you and I are not going to get this thing 100% correct, right? We can do our absolute yeah. best, but we're not going to get this 100% correct. But I hope that our children, whatever we didn't get correct, don't take that into their marriage, right? Because they can create something that they don't necessarily need and vice yeah. versa or see things that they don't necessarily need, you know, um, and whatever the case may be. So I think when you get married, you start from the beginning. Your day one is your day one. And mm -hmm. so you have to, obviously, you have to navigate that between the two of you. But don't look to be like, oh, well, my mom did it like this. Or my dad did it like this. So you need to do it like this. And if you don't do it like that, then there's an issue. Or, you know, I think um, it was the same thing with Chris and Kara when she, uh, they were talking about how, you know, if, what did she say? Well, my parents fought. Or when I heard fighting, that equal yeah. divorce. So yeah. I shut yeah. down. Yep. And it's like, but Chris was saying, no, that's not how I see things. Right. You know, my family speaks passionately. That so meant something that meant something me. completely different. Yeah. Right. And so until they sat down and have a conversation, their communication was really off because what she saw as divorce, he just saw as talking it out. Right. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely agree that you have to figure out what works best for your marriage and don't look to you know, your past or anybody else to try to figure what that yeah. out is. And I think also you have to consider the fact that when you become married, when you, when you get married, you know, you leave and cleave. So your right. first priority is your spouse. So anything outside of that is extra. And if it puts right. a burden on 
right your your significant other then you right know. so it's not even just emotional financial like physical like you really have to talk those things out like don't take on those things now unless your spouse is like okay we're going to take this on together right and we're going to take this on you this know is something, our that marriage, something that we agree to, to do to, but to, yeah. yeah and and i mean even just in like you don't want to feel like or you don't want your spouse to feel like you're taking somebody else's side over theirs right so his worst advice was watch porn to introduce new things into your sex life. Wow. That's trash. Yeah. I... That's trash. Like everything about that advice is trash. I don't even know what to say about that. I think that, you know, the beauty in all right, so you know, the scriptures say that the 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 marriage the marriage bed is undefiled. It's a place where you are able to explore and and find out things with your spouse. So I think that if if he would have and, and I'll I'll continue to say that yeah, he, he said, said fortunately, fortunately he did, did not, not listen, listen to this to this one. Um, whatever you might see in 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 porn like that that's fake yeah it's fictional like that that's it's a hyperbole of anything that might it, but the thing is what let's say it, it it worked for somebody like that doesn't necessarily even mean that it works for your spouse like you want to know what works for your spouse like to try if if he like to take that advice is to complete completely bypass communicating with your spouse and just assume for them that this is what you like because I saw this. Yeah, it's trash. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Everything about that one is trash. <laughs> all right, moving on. Um, Siobhan says, I didn't get marriage advice before getting married, so a lot of what I had learned came after the fact. Uh, most of our friends and family, except two couples, have gotten or are getting married after we did. So um, I responded with, did you get any advice? I think I said, did you get any advice afterwards? And she said that um, for good advice, she did get that she does not have to be right. She didn't always have to be right, rather. For the first portion, I'll say this. Um. Sometime, because of the title of this, no advice is as good is as good of advice as you need. Because honestly, people can give you advice, but that doesn't mean that um, whatever advice that is given to you is going to come true. People come from experience their own experience mm-hmm. when they give advice or when they when they opine whatever it is that they want to give you um but that doesn't mean that that's going to happen i remember giving advice to somebody once about finances but i was giving advice from our perspective right i know i'm telling you now like so even when you guys hear marcus and i talk we're telling you guys from our experience we are not giving you like a stamp of this is going to work for you and everything (laughs) you do is great uh we're just telling you what works best for us because yeah like you said like i can tell you what i did and i can tell you why we are able to succeed 
but my marriage is not your marriage. And mm-hmm. so what works for me may not, and it may not necessarily work for you right away. Like we're years in the game. Yeah. So we had to learn these things and sometimes we have to revisit them our own selves. Yeah. Like it's not like, you know. Now the second part I really like, and I'm so happy she said that. It is so refreshing to hear a woman say that they don't have to be right. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, go God ahead, bless Siobhan. You. Way to go, girl. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> I would like, you know what? I don't say I have to. I'm, I, yeah, I'm not even going to lie. This is not an attack on you. I'm trying it's to think, do I say? attacking the, the stereotype. Oh, okay. It, it, it really does I mean, address that I do happy wife, to... happy life thing. I, I, I do not that like that quote. Passion. I heard something recently and it wasn't happy wife, happy life, but it was happy, happy marriage, happy home. Happy. It was I was something, trying to find out. It was that something when, along those lines. Remember when like, we, we talked about that? I, I don't know that it was the same thing, but it was an alternative. That yeah, was more, it was something like happy spouse, happy, but it rhymes. Happy house. Yeah, happy spouse. Happy spouse, happy, happy house. house. That That's exactly what it was. I'm so happy you brought it back up because that was exactly yeah. what it was. It's happy, happy spouse, happy house. And that doesn't mean just the other person. It's both of both you. Both of you. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I wow. like that one much better. Good. Okay. All right. So Moving we'll on. move on to Michael's. His came from his mama. And it's don't go into a marriage expecting your spouse to change for the better in your eyes. You must be willing to accept them as they are at that point and don't advance further because you and your spouse will regret it. For example, if you're fine, if you're a oh, fiance, if your fiance is a slob and doesn't like to do housework, don't think you're going to change him or her. And if your fiance doesn't cook, don't think he or she will learn how to. Mm. And as far as having children, although it's a team effort, if you know your fiance is not good with kids, just know that you're getting into that um, and act appropriately. If they do change to your liking, well, fine. But don't think it should be mandatory for the marriage to work. He said, I give the same advice to others. It's powerful. Right. Actually, I think that is a really good one because um, we do oftentimes go into this like marriage like, oh, I'll just deal with that later. Oh, they'll change because X, Y, and Z. And then be in your feelings or be really upset when those things don't happen. Um, But I also think that you have to be willing to allow your spouse to change as need be and be able to pivot when they need to. So we always talk about that, that who I was um, the day we got married is not the same woman that I am now and the same thing with you. And so we have to be and give that grace and allow a person to be able to transform in front of us and allow them to, you know, do the things that they need to do to grow and to mature. Yeah. So I would definitely agree with that because like, even with us, like I'm trying to think of an example of what would be like, I had, Oh, the trash. I think we talked about that with the trash. Do you remember? Like I wanted you to take out the trash right away because I just thought, is that one? I don't know if that's one. Though. What would be something that you did? Doesn't matter. I, I think we understand. Yeah, I just I can't even think of. Something. I just think about the the quote from Maya Angelou: "When someone shows you who they are, believe them." Yeah. Like, why would you expect anything different from what they've already showed you time and time again? Right. It's almost like that that idea, like, um, um, oh, I don't want to have kids. I don't want to have kids. I don't want to have kids. Then you get married. Cool, then you're upset. But I love you when so they... much. I love you so much. Well, no, but then you're married a... now. Yeah. Now then you get a... you, I want you to have my kids. Right. But they told you they didn't want to have right. kids. Like you should have believed them when they said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I 
think that's good advice. And um, he's fortunate he never received any bad advice. And he said he may have, but he just ignored it and tossed it in the trash. See, that's how. <laughs> good job. Good job. High five <laughs> to you for throwing the garbage where it belongs. All right. So next we have Jessica. And she said, never talk bad about your spouse to people in a moment of anger. They don't love them in the way that you do. And I remember your grandmom saying that to you. Yeah. She said, when you're angry, it's not so much that she didn't want you to talk about something that happened, but don't bring your anger and your frustration and your this and that to her because she'll keep She'll stay being bad at me. Well, that's what like, she you'll said. You'll get yes. over it. Yep. And she but said, and I'll remember mad. it. And mm-hmm. then you'll be mad when I remember <laughs> it or I feel some type of way. Right. And that is true. And I think a lot of people do that. And it's a bad place to be because meanwhile, you're all lovey-dovey with your spouse. Like you'd have made up and everything's good. But then, and people do that with their family a lot. And then mm-hmm. you're mad that your family's upset, but you brought the problem to right. them and expected them to just get over it. And that was a but, place of maturity to say that. Yes. People that was who the, don't like, have that. That was great advice because then I was like, oh. Okay, people who so, don't have yeah. that though, they will share that information. Yeah. And then their their family will make an assumption or well no they will make life hell for the spouse yeah. because they've never gotten over it right and it had nothing to do with them right but just because they're upset yeah so i think that this speaks to discerning who you share your life issues with right someone who can be unbiased somebody who's not going to take sides and who's not going to hold a grudge right and also somebody who's going to give you the honest truth about the situation. So because my grandmother said that, I was able, one, it held me accountable to solve this, like solve the issue with you, mm-hmm. right? And not just be like, you know what, this dude, because she's like, don't come over here and tell me anything. And you're not going to go back and fix that with Marcus because right. that's between you and Marcus. But also when I absolutely did need to talk, um, she never was like, girl, I think you're right. Hey, you need it. She's like, okay, but what are you going to do about this? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, how are you going to fix it? Right. Or how are you going to judge yourself in this situation? And so I was always held Take accountable for Yes, for my part in this situation. She never gave me that sugar coat like, oh, honey, you are so right. And I was like, why, why you got to be like this? But it absolutely made me stronger to be held accountable to whatever the situation was, but to also go back and resolve that situation with you. Yeah. Um, and to not just, cause it's really gossiping in a sense mm-hmm. and then not solving this, not solving it with your spouse. Right. So that was the last response given to us. Yes. And now we are on to the last segment, nugget of knowledge. You go first because I went first last week. Wow. Okay. Well, you gave me. I'll give you the benefit okay. of the doubt. So let's see. No, that's let's not even what I was trying to say. I'll give you. I'll let you go first. Babe. All right. So, my nugget of knowledge is to seek the Father first. The reason why I say that is because the premise of this whole episode was, you know, the best advice, the worst advice. You can get everything in between. I even think about the story of Job when his friends, you know, was trying to comfort him or or was, you know, speaking with him. They were giving them what I would believe is the best advice or or that they were coming from a place of sincerity. But it wasn't what wasn't good advice. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. (laughs) And so, like, 
yes, you know, you, you, you pick the meat from the bone, but at the end of the day, your relationship is unique to you and the father. And right. so to go to God and pray and work on those things. And really what we hear should be a confirmation of what he's telling us. Right. Um, so, you know, this, the advice that we get, you know, it comes from other people's experience. It's good. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think that we should all exercise the relation, the relationship that we have with God and pray and listen and work on those things and allow him to change us and conform us so that we are the best person for ourselves and for our spouse. That's a really good one. Mine's going to go not completely opposite, but it goes, falls in line with that idea of dating your spouse. Um, And it's something that we're learning now because, and I say learning because we literally got married and had a child back to back to back. Um, And so we're finally like crawling out of this like space to have the opportunity to be together um, without kids, I should say. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, that idea of dating your spouse has to be um, intentional, but it has to be fun and something that is just pertaining to the two of you. So I think, you know, dress up. Mm-hmm. The same way you would, like we were joking how when we first started talking, I would literally get dressed and put on makeup to go <laughs> on Skype Yeah, because I wanted to look my best for you when yeah. we were, you know, on a Skype call, which is hilarious. Right. Um, but the same way that I wanted to do that for you then is the same way that I want to dress up and look when we're going out on a date. Um, and I think it's important to do that for your spouse because, you know, 99% of the time I live in leggings and sweatshirts. That's just my thing. Mm -hmm. That's what I love. But I think it is fun to just dress up, to be in that like situation where it's like, oh my gosh, like it feels like you're back to when you were just dating and stuff like that. But I think it's also really important for your relationship to bring your best is, I guess, what I'm trying to say. Bring your best for your spouse when you have those situations, That's when you have good. the opportunity to go on dates and stuff and have fun. Yeah, I agree. That and don't talk good. about your kids if you have them. Oh, yeah. Listen, not, well, no, you try to do that. I, I don't mean to. And I'm happy I that you shut, shut it down it because, down. yeah, and I think it's a really good idea that you do, though, because I think, you know, 99%. Just life outside of them. Well, <laughs> that's not what I'm trying to say, but, it's but true. I'm trying to like, not, there is life outside of them, but 99% of my life revolves around them. And so it's really even good for me mm-hmm. to disengage from being a mother at right. that time and right. to engage in just being a wife and to right. focus on being a wife in that moment. Absolutely. Um, so I would say twofold, you know, really dressed dressed to impress whatever that looks like for you whatever your comfort level is or whatever the case may be but bring your best self the same way you would when you were actually dating Mm -hmm. before you got married and then also disengage from being the parent and engage and focus on only being the spouse right good good stuff i like that a lot Well, thank you so much for joining us for another episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please like, share, and subscribe. I like that, please. Yes. Please. Please. (laughs) Um, Head on over to Hughes of Love Facebook uh, group and interact with us. 
This episode was based primarily on responses that we got from you guys, and we just appreciate it so much. Thank you so much. We sure do. Thank you. Thank you. We look forward and love interacting with you all. Yes. So remember, love isn't love if it's given away. Until it's given away. Wow. Thank you so much. You're welcome. See, I'm here to help you. You sure did. Love isn't (laughs) love until it's given away. And everybody has wisdom. Everybody has experience and knowledge to share. So please don't keep it to yourself. Right. So thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, keep keep on on loving. loving.